This show is supported by generous listeners like you through our Patreon. This episode was underwritten by Warrior Cream, the Tamsin G Association, and Stephanie Powers. To learn about more ways to support Oh My Dollar and get cool perks like exclusive live streams and cat stickers, you can visit ohmydollar.com support. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Kerbake. Will is still on vacation this week, so it's just me. Today we're going to talk about how to find a place to live with poor credit. Blair in Denver says... I am a longtime lurking listener, first-time emailer. I discovered your podcast after many personal finance resources made me feel anxious and afraid. Your advice made me feel like I wasn't a failure and like I could sort out my priorities enough to manage my financial goals. After graduating with a master's degree in a large city in 2017, I hit an extreme period of underemployment. Despite applying for over 200 jobs in three months and a few promising interviews, I could not find full-time work and was trying to cobble together multiple part-time jobs. With student loan repayments looming and less than $1,000 per month in income, I had to make the choice to move 1,800 miles back home in order to save on rent. Though I am still underemployed, I am making about 10 k per year more and I've managed to make most of my accounts current, have paid off smaller bills, and even have enough discretionary funds to cover emergencies. After a year of aggressive networking and research, I finally have leads on a few jobs that would up my income significantly enough that I could afford to finally move out. And a current problem is now my credit rating. My personal debt is very low and my student loans are current, but I had an account go to collections, which I am currently paying off via payment plan. And I have about seven missed payments from when I was so underemployed I ate popcorn for dinner most nights, which dropped me from 100% payment history to 98%. Due to these factors, my score is under 550, and even if I pay off my credit cards and personal loan, my score will only rise an estimated one to two points. Because my market is so competitive, most companies and landlords require a score of at least 600. All of these changes are recently acquired, and I cannot live at home another seven years while I wait for them to fall off my report. How should I go about trying to prove my credit worthiness to a landlord? Well, Blair, I'm glad to hear that you are in a new financial place, and I'm really happy to hear that Oh My Dollar has helped with that. Um, I I think the first thing that I want to say is don't freak out. Um, I know that bad credit can really feel like the be all end all. Um, but it sounds like you've already taken a lot of steps to kind of repair the damage. Um, and you know, you got into this situation because of underemployment and it, you know, you have a master's degree. It sounds like you're doing what you can to find full-time employment. So obviously fixing that is a big part of being able, uh, to move out and live on your own. But there's a couple other things that you can do if you want to try to get to the position of being able to live on your own. You won't have to wait seven years, I promise. So plenty of people manage to live on their own with no or poor credit. So you're not the only one in this boat. Obviously, it's always harder when you're in a competitive market like Denver or Portland, where I live. But there are a few things you can do. First of all, you can be a roommate on someone else's lease. 
It's not advisable to not be on the lease at all, um, though I have personally done this plenty in my life because I've lived in a lot of like sketchy punk houses. Uh, but that isn't necessarily advisable because you end up removing a lot of your legal protections. But some landlords will consider you a secondary leasee, so someone else's good credit can make up for your poor credit. Quite often, you can have the roommate with good credit be the primary leasee and you be the secondary leasee. Private landlords are a lot more likely to be okay with this than bigger corporate landlords. So occasionally this means the primary leasee will have to be a co-signer for you, which obviously takes a bit of trust on their part since they will be responsible if you bail on the rent, which is what a co-signer is. You mentioned you're living with your parents now, which leads me to believe you might have a good relationship with them. You can ask them to co-sign for you if you if they have decent credit themselves, which is often all that a landlord would need. It's not the best feeling of independence, but it could really help to get you in your own apartment while you wait for this credit score to recover. You could also make sure to look for private landlords that are more flexible. And one thing you can do is character references in lieu of a credit check if you explain the circumstances. So this would be calling your old landlords and your employer to vouch for your credibility. I once had an employer tell a prospective landlord that I was, quote, the hardest working and most thoughtful employee she had ever met. And if I got behind on rent, she would personally come over and mow the apartment's building's lawn. Needless to say, I got the apartment without a credit check. Um, this can actually be really important as well, even if you don't have bad credit. If you're moving back from a foreign country or um, you're new to this country where previous landlords might not be reachable by phone in English to check previous tenancy, um, there's and there's no easy way to check your credit from your time abroad if you didn't establish American credit. Um, so that was actually the situation I was in in this apartment. I was moving back from Germany, and so my last landlord did not speak English. Um, and I, so that was my employment verification. So that's a good thing to know, even if you have uh, decent credit, if you do have some time abroad and you're looking for an apartment. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You can also save up for a big deposit. Obviously, money is really tight for you right now, but I'm assuming that this is going to be something that you're going to probably do when you have more of a full-time income. Since you've been managing to live off not very much income, uh, you can you know, actually save what you've got once you get into that full-time job, and you can probably save a big deposit relatively quickly. In many cases, landlords will kind of compensate for poor credit if you have a bigger deposit saved. This shows that you're both financially savvy enough to save money and committed to the apartment. So you may have to put other financial goals on hold. Maybe you don't completely pay off some of your older debts. Um, you just pay the minimums on them to keep them current. And then you save up for a big deposit to get you into an apartment quicker. Um, you usually want to aim for about two to three times the monthly rent um, if you're looking for having a big, big deposit. But cash really can talk where credit scores fail. You can also move into an apartment that's pre-approved for 
bad credit or that guarantees no credit check. So this might not be the apartment of your dreams or the location of your dreams, but there are different apartment buildings that explicitly cater to poor credit and websites where you can find and apply for apartments that will accept you knowing your credit score up front. So you don't waste your time looking at places that you're not pre-approved for. Um, I've seen a lot of people have success with this in competitive cities like Chicago and Portland, where quite simply, you don't want to waste time and application fees on applying for apartments that you simply won't get into because you're credit score. So you, the way these websites work is that you put all of your information in, including, you know, your credit score, uh, they run the credit check and they essentially will kind of act as a broker on the behalf. Most of the apartments that are kind of interested in being these are not the nicest place. So, um, be careful about scams. I'll link up to the few of the websites that I know are legit in the show notes. And be prepared to end up in a part of town called Felony Flats. I'm assuming you probably have one in Denver. Um, that being said, it can be a really good place to start if you just want to, you know, stop living with your parents, which I can understand. To prepare, you can also ask your parents if you can get a utility bill in your name. So water, gas, electric. This will help you build up a residency history and you can even put it through a third party website that will report the positive information to the credit bureau. So some websites for a very small fee will start building that positive information of you paying that utility bill um, each month and that can help you build up good credit. One thing I do want to emphasize is tell any prospective landlords upfront about your bad credit. Don't waste your time or your money on application fees charming a landlord or property manager only to have them be disappointed that they can't rent to you due to your credit score. It's much better to be upfront than have them surprised, partially because it just kind of, they might feel like they've got hodwinked if, the, you know, you charmed them and then they find out you have a really low credit score. This is one reason why you'll want to look for private landlords. So even renting a room in a friend's house they own, which is what I did for years. So if you do have friends that own a house, I know that might be harder in Denver, but private landlords can be a really excellent way to go. Corporate property management companies uh, often just have less ability to change policy because they these are staff, they're not the owners of the building, um, and they usually have really tight regulations to kind of protect themselves. If an apartment listing is explicit about a minimum credit score, just totally avoid it. But I, from what I see, most listings don't list that. But um, don't waste your time, you know, trying to negotiate if they say you you need a minimum six fifty or something. Um, so the second thing I want to address is your belief that your credit score will only improve by one or two points or the idea that this is your life for seven years. So the first thing to know is that while stuff really does drop off after seven years on your credit report, when you have missed payments, the farther away they are from the current time, the less they impact your credit score. So if they're relatively recent, they're going to be impacting it in a huge way right now, which is what you're seeing. But if they are uh, you know, farther away, even a year or two years in the past, they're going to have a much smaller amount. And also the amount of uh, payment being late. So if it's 30 days late, 60 or 90, the smaller amount of time has less of an impact on your credit score. Obviously, you can't go back and redo it. But just know that if you're focusing on your credit rather quickly, 
if it's only a few late payments that you need to deal with, you might be able to get a much bigger improvement much more quickly. I'm thinking that probably because you said that you were using a credit score simulator, those can be helpful. But the thing to know is that time really, really does help with a lot of these things in your credit score. And obviously, the most important is staying current on all accounts at all times. So one of the things you can do is you can ask a trusted friend or family member with great credit to put you as an authorized user on their credit card. They don't have to give you the card. They just make you what's called an authorized user. So that would be where they would get like a second card. What this does is it builds positive information on your credit and it doesn't hurt their credit at all as long as they pay the bill every single month on time. So it starts building positive information on your credit report. The bigger the credit limit of the card, the older the card and the better it'll make your credit. This could improve your score by 50 to 100 points. It can make a huge difference over the long term. The second is to see if you can report positive information for things you're already doing. So one thing I do is record paying my rent through a third-party website. We've talked about this before in previous episodes, so I'll link to it in the show notes. Obviously, if you're not paying rent to your parents, this might not be an option right now, but it could be in the future when you move out. Um, negotiating with your creditors to get negative information removed is an option. You can negotiate things on your credit report. This can have a really outsized effect. But if you're back on track making payments and sometimes you can actually appeal to the creditor and negotiate them to get a missed payment removed. Obviously, if those seven missed payments are all for one thing, it's going to be harder. But this will have a huge effect. But you're going to have to negotiate. It will also only work if you're back to paying on time every time and you've started to build up a history of being very consistent. Because you want to be able to say, hey, I'm a good customer now. I went through this really tough time. Um, but you know, going forward, I will be very reliable. Can we talk about maybe getting that payment removed after a year of, of you know, solid payments um, removed off my credit report? So if your missed payments were actually on your student loans and they put you on default on a student loan, it sounds like you already have a payment plan, but you can rehabilitate the loan and get negative information actually removed. Um, this will have a huge effect on your credit score. Um, I walk through this process in my book, which I'll put a link to in the show notes. And uh, I think I also talked about it on a past episode of the podcast, so I will link to that as well. Um, it's a little complicated, but um, if anybody listening to this, including you, Blair, is in the situation where they have a student loan that they've defaulted on, um, rehabilitating that loan can make a huge difference. So if your student loans are too much for you, see if you can get on income-based repayment or income con contingent repayment, which could lower your payments to as much as zero depending on your income. So if your income is as low as $1,000, your payment might only be $20 a month or $10 a month. And it will be recorded as paid as agree each month, even if the required payment is only $0, which will build positive information on your credit report, even if you don't have the money to shell out. That is incredibly helpful. It doesn't work with most private loans, but it works with most federal loans. And... Last but not least, because this was a lot of credit talk, you can get a credit builder loan or a secured credit card. We've talked about these plenty before in shows. These are offered through local credit unions usually, and they will help you put positive information on your credit report, and they really can help. As I mentioned before, a bad credit score isn't the end of the world, and fixing it doesn't need to be the first step in improving your financial well-being. But one of the times a credit score can really help is if you're trying to rent in a tight market, which you are. There's ways around it, though. I rented for 
12 years without ever having a credit check pulled on me, even in competitive markets. So it is possible. I, be- I believe that you can do it. You just might have to make some compromises and you might not get the apartment of your dreams as your first apartment. All right. I think that wraps our show for today. Uh, I just want to give a quick reminder that we are on a mission to get to 50 reviews and 100 ratings on iTunes before the end of the year. Right now we're at 11 reviews and 42 ratings. It only takes three minutes to leave a review, so please help us out. That wraps our show. Our producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki. And I'm Lillian Kerbeck, your personal finance educator and host. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you.